When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Okay, back to Proving Grounds 3. The Shadow Over Stonegate. Alright, part 7, Neil Holm. And this scenario, Neil Holm, who is the mage who, who has turned traitor. Who has turned traitor. Or there's some sort of shapeshifter that looks like him. Or something else. Or someone just stole his robes. Alright, this scenario is called the Watchtower. Begin the scenario. Under the cover of the forest, you cautiously approach Nilham's residence on the western edge of Stonegate. The old Watchtower sits on the crown of a wooded hill, overlooking the town and a broad section of the road, leading west. You sit beneath the trees at the base of the hill and carefully observe the gaunt and grey, gaunt and cheerless grey stone tower. Your vigilance is rewarded when you spot two armoured guardsmen take up a position in front of the tower's main doors. The guards seem to be watching to be closely watching the stony path as it winds its way up the hill to the tower. Okay, so I'm going to attempt to enter the tower via the main doors, or I could seek another way in this tower. I'm going to seek another way in. On the back side of the watchtower, you're surprised to find a walled courtyard extending to the edge of the hill. A high wall surrounds the enclosed garden. You begin to think the courtyard might offer your best chance at entering the structure unseen. As stealthily as you can, you begin your attempt at climbing the high wall. Okay, so I'm picking a number. A bonus of 215. 195 from Feathery. And 20 from Agility. Okay, pick the number. 249. 16 XP to Feathery. Reach the top of the wall with ease and peer into the courtyard below. The far end of the wall garden is a door that leads into the tower and slumped up against the wall next to it is a portly guard. His head comically slumped into his shoulder. He was without a doubt, without much doubt, sound asleep. You drop down quietly into the courtyard and move stealthily towards the door. As you approach the sleeping guard, he begins to stir. 
Okay, I could kill him. No, no, I'm not... Kill the guard before he wakes up. Incapacitate the guard without killing him. Or leave him be and attempt to sneak past him. I'm going to try to sneak past him. He, he might not. He probably has no idea that he's possibly serving ultimate evil. Alright, pick a number. Bonus 169. 20 from agility. 130 from feathery. 19 from luck. Pick. 236. That's 16 points to feathery. With practice ease, you sleep past. You slip past the sleeping guard. The guard shifts his position and mumbles something, but does not wake up as you move up to the door. The door is not locked. You gently open it and slip into the watchtower. Nilhan's residence is much larger than it appears from the outside. You spend several minutes slinking through the passages and levels of the old watchtower until at last, on the third floor, you hear voices coming from behind the door off to the right of the central hall. You press your ear up to the sturdy timber of the door. Listen intently as listen to what sounds like two men arguing with each other. As you listen, however, something strikes you as strange regarding the voices. Then it hits you. The two voices are one and the same. You listen with renewed interest as the lone voice behind the door changes in pitch and tone, creating the eerily audible illusion of two people conversing. The first one is that of an elderly man, while the second is barely above a half-whisper. You do not own me, cries the voice of the old man. I am nameless, hisses a second voice, hauntingly familiar words sending an involuntary shudder through your body. No, I've mentioned it before. You're Bob. You are not nameless. You used to be nameless, now you are Bob. <laughs> Bob. You will leave me! Be gone, demon! Shuts the angry voice of the old man. Be gone! I am nameless! Hisses the second voice again. Only on the wings of death shall I depart. Then depart you shall! Thunders the old man's voice. An anguished, pain-lashed cry is accompanied by the sound of something shattering on the floor. Where to confront the unexpected, you throw open the door and step into the chamber beyond. Sprawled out on the floor, dust inside the door, is the blue-robed body of an old man. The man's face is twisted into a frozen, agonised expression, but you instantly recognise him as the one you encountered at the second shadow path. There is no doubt this is Nalon. The shattered ornament of a vial lies scattered near his head. And a pungent, dark-coloured liquid seeps from the corner of Nihon's mouth. The odour of the liquid is unmistakable. It is waste blood. A deadly toxin knows potency, knows few equals. Suddenly, Nilhom's eyes fly open and he glares at you contemptuously. I am nameless, he hisses softly. No, I meant, I brought it up before. You 
are Bob. <laughs> you steal yourself for the possibility of an intimate attack, but as swiftly as his eyes open, they close, and his face is once again frozen in, in the final agonising moments of his life. A furled piece of parchment protrudes from one of the pockets on Arham's robe. The parchment is a notes addressed to Garwin. Read it carefully. Dearest Garwin, I ascribe to this paper what will likely be my last words among the living. You must know, above all else, if not willingly betrayed you, all the people of Stonegate, the demon, those undead armies stalks this land, is within me and I find myself powerless to repel him. His possession shall prove my undoing. Okay, I'm back. I pray this message reaches you in time. The lowest level of this tower is the demon bath, demon shadow path the demon uses to pass between our world and its nightmarish world. I've seen what lies beyond that portal. For I have been carried there on my own legs, through very much against my will. I beseech you, the portal must be closed at all cost. Suffice to say that, say that what gathers on the far side of the shadow path is an army against which no mortal force can hope to stand. The time of the invasion draws near. There is the precise, well-formed script ends abruptly, placed by jagged, irregular text. It's plain that a new hand has composed the remainder of the note. I was still able to send word to Talonus. Expect help soon. A sudden movement on the floor at your feet towards your gaze downwards. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, just. Sorry, I thought ill of you. You got suckered into something that you. Sh Something beyond your comprehension. And you did all you could. You leap backwards, assuming that if on the floor at your feet, Nilam's body begins to switch and twitch and convulse. You leap backwards, assuming a defensive stance as the mage's lifeless corpse shudders and slowly rises to his feet. Nilham. His eyes roll back into the back of his head, grins wickedly as he levels his outstretched hand at you. I am nameless, he hisses. No, you are Bob. You are Bob. Nilham twists his hand, thrusts his hand at you, and he launches a powerful telekinetic attack. So, I can use fortification... All telekinesis, or I can do something else. I'm going to use telekinesis against telekinesis. Channeling it now. 64x speed to telekinesis, which succeeded. You thrust out your hand, projecting a powerful blast of telekinetic energy in the direction of Nilhawk. The energy from your attack collides with his, shaking the walls of the chamber. The two potent forces negate each other. You quickly leap forward and attack the undead mage. The freshly lit wizard, undead mage, snarls viciously as you launch your attack. Nilhom, 
undead. Get out of him. Nilham reaches out for you. Get out of him! Get out! Get out! He is slain. 21 XP. The undead corpse of Nilham slumps to the floor at your feet and does not move again. A shiver runs the length of your spine as the cool breath the cool breath of air washes past you and out of the chamber. You carefully fold his arms across his arms across his chest and muster and mutter a quick prayer while standing over the body of the fallen rage. You silently vow you will deliver the note that bears his that bears his final words to Garwin. Rest in peace, Nilon. Rest in peace. Realising there is no time for delay, you exit the chamber and promptly descend to the tower's ground level. In the middle of a cluttered study on the eastern side of the structure, you find a stone hatch, the centre of which is fitted with a brass wing. Taking hold of the wing, you lift the weighty stone slab and slide to the side, revealing a narrow set of stone steps spiralling down into the darkness. You check over your equipment and take a last look at your surroundings before taking your, your dependable life source in hand and beginning a cautious descent. 64 XP to general. Okay. And that's the end of that scenario. Alright, it's 15 scenarios done. Next up is a final descent. Okay, I'm guessing because of the wall of freeze, which is how most, which is how things just work in fiction. If you do a thing, if you're not doing a thing once, you're gonna do it three times. It's three little pigs. The three challenges. The free Billy Goat's Gruff, and so on and so on. Things just come in freeze. It's just, it's just, just, just a quirk of human psychology that people naturally assume things come in threes. So if you're going to assassinate someone, once you, once you fall, once you, if you send three assassins after them, they're gonna, they're, they're going to assume, well. I've survived three assassins now. Send three crappy assassins at first. And then they're going to assume, well, there's been three assassins. There's not going to be another assassin, because who would send four assassins? Then you send the good assassin. And they'll be completely off guard because of the rule of three. They would, who could comprehend four assassins? No one. Except, of course, Fidel Castro's bodyguards. Because they... <laughs> they know the assassins are just going to keep coming. <laughs> because they know the CIA went insane. And you pro... Anyway, that's just something... Something you might want to look up if you don't already know. All these crazy assassinations... Of Fido Castro, but those are the only those are the those are just about the only bodyguards that wouldn't 
be caught off guard by the fourth assassin. But any other ones? Any other ones that assume, well, there's been three assassins, obviously there's not going to be a fourth, because as we all know, assassins come in threes, like everything else. Right. So this is the third shadow path. Also, the scenario is called a final descent. That's a bit of a big clue. It's the last one. Of course, once we've closed the shadow path, we've still got to deal with everything they've already gated in. And these gates have probably been open for a couple of weeks, just constantly spurting out more and more undead. Yes, constant stream of them. It's going to take ages to. We bet we better better close this shadow path quick, shadow path quickly before it before it, before it brings any more in. Begin it. You are standing at the standing at the base of a steep set of spiral steps that lead up to the brown ground floor of the watchtower to the south. The corridor plunges into, plunges into darkness. You think it might be safe to west still? Okay, yeah, I will. I'll test that. When is, he surf when is he certain that you are safe here? You set about getting some much-needed rest. And if I wasn't already fully healed, I am now. You are beneath the watchtower that served as the abode of Stonegate's resident mage, Nilhom. You move cautiously through the dark corridor, seeking any sign of the shadow path. Okay. Keep going. Alright, I'm on the south end now. The alcove. A clattering of bones echoes loudly off the walls of the corridor. So a large band of skeletons looms into view. The wild group of fleshless undead hiss wildly as they draw rusty blades and attack. It's nine skeletons. Spooky, scary skeletons are silly all the same. Five XP. You, you leave a large pile of scattered bones in your way. She once again set off along the passage. Okay. Going, 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 going not on the eastern edge now. Now going back to the northwest corner. The moment you step into the small chamber at the end of the passage, your eyes are drawn to a swirling black vortex hovering against the west wall. A shadow path. A low pulsating sound issues from the heart of the Neverworld Gate. Instinctively, you step towards the portal, determined to effect its closing, deny this point of entry to the undead invasion that threatens not only Stonegate, but the entire world. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat-ready stance, prepared to do battle with the undead menace. Now, stepping out of the portal... I fight a greater deathless ghoul. The watting ghoul moans baefully as it attacks, and it begins and it begin and its wounds begin to rapidly heal, but not rapidly enough because it is still slain. Five XP. 
You step over the remains of your undead foe and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat where he stands, prepared to do battle with the undead menace. Now, stepping out of the portal, it's eight ghouls now. Yes, it's quite a ghoulish encounter. Although, perhaps I should be some more cautious. More cautious and invite them well for some goulash. <laughs> Stay in these foes for 5 XP. You step over the remains of your undead foes and step towards the, towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat where he stands. Prepare to do battle with the undead menace now stepping out of the portal. It's two lesser deathless ghouls. The watting ghouls moan baefully as they attack. Their wounds begin to heal, but nowhere near fast enough for them. They keep moaning baefully, and I keep bashing them. And pop, they are de defeated for 5 XP. You step over the remains of your undead foes and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the scrolling vortex. You assume a combat where he stands, prepared to do battle with the undead menace now stepping out of the portal. It's ten skeletons! It's a skeleton of them! Ah. Yes, yes, these skeletons, they're working me to the bone! Yes, they hiss as they attack, but are still slain. 5 XP. I'm getting bone tired. Yes, I probably should skip. Maybe I should do some training. Gotta bone up on my skeleton fighting. And so on. You step over to remains of your undead foes and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat where he stands, prepared to do battle with the undead menace. Now stepping out of the portal, it's ten skeletons. Or skelly ten, as, it, as they could say. It's a skelly ten. <laughs> skeletons hiss as they attack and are slain. Five XP. You step over the remains of your undead foes and step towards the shadow path. God, this isn't that big a this isn't that big a tunnel. It's gonna be filled with un, it's gonna be filled with undead corpses. Yes, yes, that's that's how I'm just gonna I'm just going that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna block the portal with the sheer numbers of undead dice like. Yes, then I just have to pack them in. Yeah. Yes, just gonna wait until this entire passage is filled with undead. Then I just need to put something heavy on the trap door, and then then we're, then it's sealed off. Yay! <laughs> yes, unless they bring then less they bring in more of those skeletal walls to clear out all the bones. <laughs> step over yep, and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge from the swirling vortex. You assume a combat where he stands, 
prepare to do battle with the undead menace now stepping out of the portal. It's two greater ghouls. They, the ghouls, the greater ghouls claw at you. And the touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body for 13 damage. They keep clawing and I bash them. 4xp. You step over the remains of your undead foes and step towards the shadow path. Suddenly, something begins to emerge out of the swirling vortex. You assume a combat-ready stance, prepared to do battle with the undead menace, now stepping out of the portal. You defiantly engage eight ghouls. Yes. And they claw at me, and the touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body for seven damage. They keep clawing, but I bash and they are slain. Five XP. You step over the remains of your undead foes and step towards the shadow path. Alright, now it's eight skeletons. They just keep, they hiss as they attack. Brutal stroke, seven damage, slain. Okay, more. Finally, they've stopped. They, they've ran out of undead for now. You stand before the shadow path. Yet every muscle tensed as you prepare to face what might might next emerge from the swirling black vortex. It seems that no enemy is immediately forthcoming. Quickly set about attempting to close the pulsating gate. Meanwhile, on the other side, someone's like, what, what? Six to eight weeks to send more undead? Ah, it's ridiculous. I need undead now. And it seems that no enemy is immediately forthcoming. You quickly set about attempting to close the pulsating gate. Once again, I can use the shadow stone or do it myself with 50 plus gating. 50 plus gating. You close your eyes and call upon the power of gating as you attempt to affect the closing of the shadow path. Yes. It has succeeded. The heart of the shadow path ripples and sweat pours down your brow as you struggle to close the vortex with your potent summoned power. Okay. So, it's pick a number. Bonus for 118. 20 from mine, 20 from spirit, 20 from aura, and 58 from gating. Pick it. 256 experience to gating. Which means now, there'll be a, there's enough experience to level it up again. To 59 at some point. A bright flash of blue light momentarily fills the chamber, and the heart of the shadow bath begins to swirl with renewed feather. Suddenly, without a sound, the vortex closes. The low, pulsating sound fades to a whisper, and then is gone entirely. The shadow path is no more. He filled with an inexplicable sense of dread in the wake of the closing of the shadow path. The sound from behind startles you, and you turn to find the familiar figure of the lurker, merging from a shadowy corner 
of the chamber. The demon is gone, she says, but victory is not yet at hand. The lurker continues to speak, telling you the name is dear and passed through the portal prior to its closing. And now is again trapped in the shuddery Neville realm and calls home. You must hurry, for the many of the dead that have already invaded yet remain. As we speak, they gather for a last assault on the people of Stonegate. They cannot face this final fight alone. Soup, you must make haste. The sense of dread that fills you intensifies as the lurker steps back into the shadows and disappears from view. Without delay, you exit the chamber and make your way out. Make your way out to the lower level of the sh- of the watchtower. Once outside, you set off to the north, plunging into the thick woods surround Stonegate. Your every hastened step, driven by an overpowering desire, overpowering desire to reach the forest encampment, reach the forest encampment ahead of the impending. Or undead attack. You pray you you are not already too late. It's two hundred and fifty six experience to general. That's this scenario done. Return part eight. Return to Camp Stonegate. Return to the forest encampment only to find that the final undead assault upon the beleaguered citizens of Stonegate already rages beneath the trees. The return is the next scenario. The sound of raging battle battle pit raging battle reaches you reaches you reaches your ears as you press north northward through the forest. Hell bent on reaching the fortified encampment that you pray still protects the evacuated citizens of Stonegate. As the outer defences of the camp loom into view through the forest ahead, you find yourself confronted by a grisly band of rotting cadavers. The putrid undead being, beings moan loudly as the festering corpses lurch towards you through the trees. In a matter of moments, you are completely surrounded and fighting for your life. Begin combat with the ghouls. The ghouls claw at you. They claw some more. Bit more clawing. Bit more clawing. And they are slain. 5 XP. The last of the ghouls topples the ground and you turn to start in the direction of the encampment only to find your path blocked by another undead menace. A large group of skeletons, each wielding a rusty scimitar, moves in from your right, hissing wildly, wildly as they approach. The band of bone warriors quickly surrounds you. I face nine skeletons. Yes, it's not quite a skeleton, but nearly. Skeletons hiss as they attack, and they hiss and they hiss and they hiss. And now they hiss no more because they are slain. 5xp. You leap over the pile of bones at your feet and dash in the direction of the encampment. As you near the first line of the first line of wooden pikes that make up make up the camp's outer defences, 
we come upon three men pitching a deaf, deaf, desperate fight against this town skeletal troll. A great undead beast turns to face Daisy as you close in, so- sounding an enraged bellow that echoes off the surrounding trees. You leap beneath men. You leap between the men and the undead troll, determined to put an end to the fleshless menace. I fight an undead troll that probably came through the second shadow path. The undead troll strikes at you with its deadly claws. It swipes some more and some more, and, and it is slain. All around 35 XP. All around you. All around you in the forest surrounding the encampment, a fierce battle rages between the largely ill-equipped and untrained citizens of Stonegate, and a vast horde of vicious undead. There is no time to lose. You rush towards the outer defences of the fortified camp, throwing yourself headlong into a brutal fight in which defeat is not an option. This scenario ends with 64 experienced generals. Okay, the next part is part 9, the last battle. Battle wages beneath the trees at the edge of Camp Stonegate. The ill-equipped and largely untrained citizenry of the town pitch a valiant fight against a vast, merciless and bloodthirsty undead foe. You arrive just in time to help even the odds. The scenarios below represent individual encounters you've faced during the battle at the stamp of Camp Stonegate. You may attempt the scenarios in any order you wish. And there's a lot of them. Probably like uh, a dozen? Maybe more? Anyway, it's a lot of them. A lot of scenarios in part nine. Let me see. I'm going to count them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, okay, yeah, I think that's it. 14 scenarios there. So, I don't want to record them all at once, even though they will be short. Well, most of them would be short anyway. Some of them might be a bit long. It might take uh, five minutes, but most of them will probably be about two, three minutes. Anyway, I'm going to put that up. We're going to deal with all of those battle encounters in the, bat- in the battle for Camp Stonegate next time. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.